Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Alice, and you're listening to episode 53 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you guys can see, we'll be talking about therapy today. Woo! I love therapy. So, um... Not too much of a description today. Um, I just feel like, so I'm actually kind of surprised that I haven't done this episode sooner, sooner, but there are obviously more sexuality geared topics I've done before this. Um, I feel like some of my episodes, you know, people may be wondering like, how does this relate to sexuality? What does this have to do with sex? But I want to remind you guys again, your thoughts, feelings, and behavior are all connected. So they affect every single thing all those things affect each other. So um, if I'm talking about communication one day, um, if you aren't communicating well, it'll create conflict in your relationships, which will lead to feelings of emotional unsafety or different feelings in different people um, in the relationship. And then it often leads to less sex. So I've also highlighted how the most successful marriages also have successful friendships and family relationships. So I speak about how these different topics apply to other platonic relationships as well. Not just to help marriages um, and dating relationships, but also to lead us to loving each other well. Um, I spoke about how some people use friendships as placeholders for romantic relationships. Like they have friends um, and then once they get into a romantic relationship, communication gets like shoddy and then like distance is created to the point where it may even be obsolete. And I just feel like there's, that's just kind of sad because there's so much love to be found in every single kind of relationship. Um, you don't have to be having sex with someone to have intimacy in a relationship. And I think as Christians, we're called to love others well, no matter the relationship. So I encourage you guys to listen to all the episodes because they can all be beneficial to you, whether they be like understanding what your brothers and sisters are going through um, and, you know, giving you the opportunity to love them through that or just things that relate directly to you. So I so I say all that to say, like, because your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are connected, um, when there is an imbalance in any of those areas, it's going to affect you and the people you care about. So that's when the question of therapy comes into the conversation. So let's talk about that. Now, it is way more common in 2022 for... Uh, attending therapy to be a normal topic of conversation. Rarely will you be looked at as crazy or unstable because you go to therapy. Um, I think we, we can all remember a time where if we heard someone was in therapy, it might be like mocked or made you think like, I need to stay away from this person um, or like they're kind of like crazy or something. So I actually remember hearing one of my classmates when I was in middle school say that she was going to therapy. And I was like, mm-mm, <laughs> going to stay away from her. Um, while at the same time wishing I was in therapy. So I'm really glad to hear that people are more open to the idea of therapy. Um, even some of the guys that I've talked to have said that they were even starting therapy um, or are in therapy for some of the things that they were dealing with. So as a therapist, obviously that makes me happy. So I think now in these days, it's less about like, oh, what the heck, is therapy is weird or whatever. Um, it's more about like, when should I go to therapy or like, what, what should I expect from therapy? How can I afford therapy? I think that's more of the conversation that people are having now, not if therapy will work. Um, so we'll talk about those things in this episode. So 
the first thing I want to say though, and you know, y'all are probably tired of me saying this, but um, I'm getting closer to opening up my books for Christian sexuality coaching. And I'll go in more into detail when I actually have everything set, but it'll probably be within the next couple of months. Um, but coaching is going to be different in the way that it's not as in depth and the sessions are not as long. Um, so just wanted to get that out there. So you guys can just be very mindful of that. Um, but next I want to say, if you are in um, early dating stages and the person you're dating says they wouldn't go to therapy, I want you to go ahead and consider that as a red flag. <laughs> okay. You've been prevented, presented with your first red flag. Um, so this is not me saying that everyone should go to therapy. I don't think everyone needs to be in therapy all the time. Some people may go their whole lives never going to therapy and that's completely okay. Um, but someone who is unwilling to go to therapy can very well ruin your life for the rest of your life, you know? <laughs> so I think anyone who is unwilling to go to therapy has some work to do. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard this saying before, but um, it's something to the effect that people go to therapy for the people in their lives that won't go. Something to that effect. So basically, the people that need to go to therapy are out here wreaking havoc on the people in the world. And, you know, people who go to therapy are the people who are going to therapy as a result of those people's lack of work that they're doing. So if you listen to episode 51 on um, on emotional intelligence, you know how important self-management is and it's where a lot of narcissists and selfish people fail they don't kind of they skip this step and I think a lot of the time selfishness is bred out of unmet needs in a person's past so people are usually selfish when no one was what they needed them to be in a time when they actually needed them so whether that be a parental relationship or a romantic relationship um, maybe you had to create these unhealthy coping skills to get through life and they worked for a time, but at some point when you are in a healthy relationship, you have to find healthy coping skills. And this is why I say it is concerning when a person won't go to therapy. And we all know, you know, Jesus is good. He he works in our lives. And, you know, that's why I say it's okay that some people never go to therapy. If you can deal with issues well in your relationships and you guys respond well to conviction and the conviction of the scriptures, then good on you, you know, live your lives. But if a person is opposed to therapy, what that says to me is that they're a person who has a hard time being vulnerable and their emotional maturity is lacking in some way. And, you know, this person may tend to be stubborn in other ways that may affect the success of your relationship. Um, I say this because humans, we think we're better at compartmentalizing things than we really are. So, for example, when you say, you know, you try to suppress one emotion you're not only suppressing one emotion, you're lessening the experience of all of them. So if you're someone who tries to suppress your sadness, um, you're also in many cases suppressing your experience of happiness. Excuse me. So when you don't deal with fear or anxiety, it affects your expression of positive emotions as well. So if you try to suppress all your negative emotions, you're also suppressing your positive emotions as well. So when you see a person's pattern of selfishness or stubbornness in one area, it most likely affects other aspects of their lives. So this is why it's important to see how people interact with their families and friends and mentors uh, that are already in their lives. So this is for dating, but also, I mean, I guess friendship or stuff like that too. Um, if this person, you know, they get great advice from their mentors, but they rarely actually apply that advice in their lives, that may be concerning. And I'm not saying you have to leave right there, but if you feel like they are someone who has a, you know, a growth mindset and wants to be like Jesus, 
it very well might just be a blind spot that they have that you just need to have a conversation about. So, um, and then, you know, you see if that person actually takes an active stance in working on that thing in that area. Um, it's really important to pay attention to people's patterns because like Maya Angelou said, I literally love this phrase. Um, and honestly, the first time I heard it, I'm like, mm, I don't know how I feel about, feel about that. But after I heard her say it, I was like, and I saw how it reflected in people's lives. I'm like, you know what? She was really onto something. So she said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I know that sounds so simple, but people literally will tell on themselves. People will tell you <laughs> what kind of people they are. Um, if people tell you that they're annoying, that they lie or that they um I'm trying to remember what someone else has said to me this other things people literally will just tell on themselves if they say like I complain a lot or I I I can never be on time I I'm always late I'm very lazy if someone tells you that they're lazy and then you can't be mad at that person for being lazy if you stay around you know what I'm saying like if that's something that really grinds your gears and they told you off jump that they're lazy a lazy person why why would, why be surprised when they actually their life reflects that? Don't be surprised. And the Bible speaks about knowing his people by their fruit. Um, the Bible talks about how God, how you will know Christ's people by knowing their fruit, um, which is basically, you know, character that has become habit. What what are the habits that people have that are evident in the way that they live their lives? So if someone's habit is to avoid fault and opportunities for growth, that should be concerning to you. So. You know, I'll get off that soapbox now and speak more about the question, when should I go to therapy? So for anyone who is not against therapy, but might be a little on the fence or skeptical, you may just be wondering, like, like if would I even benefit from therapy, why would I even go to therapy? I think one way to know you should go to therapy is if someone in your life has suggested it. Like I said before, a lot of people are in therapy because the people that hurt them aren't, but also, we all have blind spots. So if someone you're close to is suggesting that you need therapy, um, and it might not even be because you're hurting other people. It could just be because, you know, you're having a hard time in life and someone's like, you know what, just go to therapy. I think that could be enough to cause you to make the leap, you know, just take the step and do it. At the end of the day, what is the worst thing that can happen after making a step to better yourself and your mental health? Like what, what's the worst thing that can happen? Honestly, Nothing. And quick side note, therapy is literally just like shopping. So if you find a cute top and you're like, ooh, I like this, and you bring it to the dressing room, and then you're like, oh, this this ain't really what I was going for. You know, you kind of move it around a little bit, figure out how it fits on your body, and you're still like, oh, I don't think I like this. Um, you usually don't buy the clothes after that. You know, you put it back on the rack, and you find something else. So therapy is the same. Um uh, you know, I'm going to be honest, I've had some therapists that were not the best, <laughs> um, but I didn't give up on therapy. You know, I was kind of sad after that because I'm like, what? Um, I really need this person at this time in my life. And they did not do the thing that I need them to. Do. Um, it was nice just getting these things off my chest and just like letting someone know what I was going through. But do not think they were the best therapist. So I just, you know, kept my faith in therapy. I am a therapist. So I see how therapy works in people's lives. I just prayed. And then I kept looking and I found a great therapist um, when I moved to Orlando and she was a Christian therapist as well. So love that lady. So, you know, you just keep looking if you don't find a good fit the first time because it's literally like shopping. So um, I would say, like, don't be so quick to leave and and just like give it up after the first session. Just, you know, give it some time. Get your allow yourself to be comfortable just being in a space that's vulnerable um, and just, you know, 
let it work. And if it doesn't work, be on your merry way, but give us some time. So a good way to know if you should go to therapy is, you know, first, if others suggest it to you. Another way is if you can look at the pattern you have in your relationships and you tend to be the common denominator in the issues in your life, or, you know, you realize that this mental health issue is a common denominator in, um, in your life. So, you know, this is going to be a very brave journey to go on, especially as humans who are, who can, like, we're selfish at the core of who we are. Like, we, like, our whole main goal in life is to stay alive. Like, our focus is on survival. So, um, every human wants themselves to do well in life. And sometimes when you were put in situations where you were genuinely the only person that cared about you, or you're just in a situation that you realize, like, this is really hard for me. Um, you're gonna have to get to the point where you you humble yourself and realize like I actually need real help to help me get through this thing. So it's gonna be very brave to just admit that you you have issues, you know. And when you realize that, you can give yourself grace, um, and let ex- an extension of grace be to book that therapy appointment. Um, so like I was saying, uh, another way is if you feel like these mental health issues are getting in the way of your daily functioning. So. If it's affecting your job performance, your physical health, um, or your relationships, um, I just want to say this because, you know, when I learned it, I was like, wait, hold on. That's that's very deep. Um, sometimes your unhealthy coping skills are a result of your childhood and your anxiety can make you a very selfish person. So anxiety, you know, I know everybody had this whole like thing like, oh, I'm anxious. I'm I've generalized anxiety like this is who I am there was like a a a phase where everyone's going through where everyone was anxious everyone was diagnosing themselves with generalized anxiety um but anxiety can make you a very selfish person and I'm not saying that you consciously thought you know what I'm gonna only think about myself but fear is crippling so think about it if your childhood taught you that no one cares about you people can't be depended on or trusted then naturally you're going to be the only one you prioritize but sometimes that can become selfishness and create a decision-making pattern rooted in fear and that's not going to work in a safe relationship where you have to make decisions out of love for others people other people and like you're not only just thinking about protecting yourself so the extremes of this are you know that's where you get your narcissist and your personality disorders so if we allow ourselves grace and humble ourselves and know that these coping skills are not working anymore and you know we need a new way uh to look at the world and our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors, then therapy is also going to be like a great next step for you. So to the question of, you know, what can I expect? Um, at the basis, you know, the therapist will ask you about why you're coming in. They'll, you know, get some background information and then you guys are just off to the races. You know, you can, you can even let your therapist know what hasn't worked for you in the past with different therapists, what has worked for you in the past with different therapists, and, you know, if you'd rather them give you feedback more most of the time or just listening most of the time, because that lets them know, like, OK, maybe I would have thought to approach it this way, but this person would rather it this way. So they can kind of tweak things for you. And you have to remember, like, it's literally for you. So you can lead and you can let them know what you need. And that's also a part of um, learning to advocate for yourself as well. Like, I need this from a therapist. You don't just kind of suck it up and just take what you get. Um, you know, if you have a hard time saying those things to people, maybe you can even like send it in an email or something like let them know via writing (laughs) what you need. I don't know, just whatever works for you. So, you know, it's important that the therapist knows 
what you need and therapy actually works for you and you're not kind of just spending money weekly for no reason. So um, you should go to therapy if someone has suggested it for you, if you noticed a pattern in your relationships, and also if your mental health is causing you abnormal discomfort and, you know, it starts to become begin to interfere with your normal functioning. And finally, the last question that I want to cover is, how am I going to pay for this? Okay, because everybody knows therapy is expensive. It really is. So um, I think this is why I always tell my friends to ask therapists if they have a sliding scale. So basically, a sliding scale means that the therapist will work with you to find a rate that's reasonable for both of you. So some people, you know, will do it based off of like your literal income. You have to kind of give them that information. You guys will figure out something that works. And others will kind of just chat with you and you guys can figure out what works. Also, some people take insurance as well. So you can contact your insurance and get a list of providers that um, work with your insurance as well. So that would help the price be more reasonable. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. And I actually forget to tell people that a lot of the time. So. That's definitely something you can do as well to help you. Um, So, yeah, um, you know, you can always confide in a safe person that will hold you accountable and comfort you through, you know, what you're going through. But I think sometimes it's better. And you might even notice like me just telling my friends or my family these things is not really creating results for me or solutions. I'm kind of at the place where I'm just venting with people, but the issue is not getting better. Um, That might be the time where you need to you know, reach out to a therapist and speak to someone who can be, you know, more objective to your issues. And they're not like in your life. Someone can kind of look from a different perspective. Um, and someone who can kind of pull from a repertoire of like healthy coping skills and can help you unlearn some things, uh, with the way that you think or, or feel, um, that might have you stuck. And, you know, ultimately these things, this growth will lend to, your growth and emotional intelligence and stuff like that. And I think the objective stance is really helpful in marriages as well because you guys need someone who is not as invested in the relationship from either side um, and can just really have an objective view. And for marriages, I think it's just helpful to be able to kind of argue in front of someone who can help you guys figure out where you're going wrong. Um, That's been the most, like the coolest thing that I've seen in couples therapy where people kind of see their patterns and why their patterns are happening. Um, so I think in couples therapy, family therapy, that's why, um, it's so helpful to have someone who can kind of see like what both of you need to work on. Um, especially if you guys find yourself getting the habit of your arguments going nowhere and, and not finding any solutions, therapy will definitely be helpful for you guys, um, to have someone who can, you know, see from a different perspective. And that goes for any stage of coupling. So it could be even if you're just dating and you need therapy, if you are engaged and you need therapy, and obviously if you're married as well. And, you know, something else I wanted to say briefly too is, you know, I learned from, I don't know if I was a therapist or, oh, my supervisor when I was in my internship on my master's. She was telling me that, you know, a lot of our hurt happens in relationships. And I think that causes us obviously to be, more fearful in relationships to guard ourselves, protect ourselves, um, maybe even self-sabotage to not allow people to be close to us. Um, but she told me like, was it, was it my other therapist? Somebody told me, I, I, I like to give credit where it's due, but somebody told me basically, you know, we've, we've learned and, and 
acquired these unhealthy coping skills in relationships. So we're going to have to learn healthy coping skills and, and, you know, how to be healthy in relationships in relationships. And therapy is an awesome opportunity for that because this person's objective. Um, They can be honest with you, but they're also very safe space and nothing that they tell you will like no one else in your life will know about it. Um, And it'll be like a very healthy environment to grow in. This person's not going to manipulate you or um, minimize your feelings or any of those things that happen in unhealthy relationships. You're learning to be healthy in a healthy relationship. So I think that was just a cool way to understand therapy. Like, and even just being in safe relationships after being in unhealthy relationships. Um, that's how you learn. You don't just kind of close your off to yourself off to people and say like no new friends or whatever, um, or no new relationships and just stay single for the rest of your life when you really desire to be in a relationship or you really desire to be, to have close friends. Um, you just need to find healthy people, find safe people and just slowly open yourself up to those people And if you can't do that yet, I think therapy would be even more of an opportunity for you to learn how to do that stuff in in a safe environment. So you're basically, you know, just learning in a safe environment. So I think that is that's how I kind of sum up if you want to go to therapy, if you need to go to therapy. Um, So, yeah, I hope that was helpful for you guys just to see, you know, why should I go to therapy? What can I expect from therapy? How much it'll cost me? If you guys have any other questions, you can DM me at the parallel. What? <laughs> you can DM me on Instagram at the parallel pod. Also, follow the YouTube. Follow me on YouTube at the parallel pod. Um, it's my YouTube. I have some older videos on there from other funny things that I've done, if you guys want to see that. But um, yes, and as I've told you guys before, we are getting very close to the merchandise <laughs> being dropped. I actually did a live this last week on uh, TikTok and I showed some people what it's going to look like. Y'all definitely missed out on that. But um, yes, that will be very, very soon. So I think I'm going to try to figure out um, a giveaway I'll do probably just for one person um, and we'll we'll figure that whole thing out. But I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, got a lot more listeners in the past couple of months. So just a cool testimony to see that people want to honor God with their sexuality. And, you know, I really do pray that this helps you guys realize that you don't have to be weird about sexuality as a Christian. Like sex was literally created for us and it's supposed to feel great. But, you know, if we're not honoring um, the boundaries of that, then it causes hurt. And that's with a lot of things in Christianity and and life in general. So just want to give you, you know, you guys can give yourself a pat on the back for wanting to honor God with your sexuality. And I know the Lord is proud of you guys for seeking opportunities to do that. And one of those ways is by listening to the podcast. So right away, like, comment, subscribe, all the things. Um, remember to speak the truth in love, kiss the sun, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.